Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and um, it's been a long week of being really sick, but uh, glad to be back here today, still coughing up a storm. Um, today, my guest, uh, we've got uh, Malachi Ward. Um, he is a uh, rapper here around uh, the Milwaukee area. Um, and uh, you just put your tape out on SoundCloud recently? Yeah, so um, that last project was called Back for Great. Uh, we had our album, our EP release party at uh, Timbuktu. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so that was real fun. Uh, that's everywhere as well. Um, the single that I just dropped was titled Medusa. Um, that's out everywhere too. Uh, kind of leading into my next project. <clears throat> it should. I think Timbuktu is like low-key, like a very... Um, it can... It's so discreet, but... There will occasionally be some very live events. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might have been one of them, honestly, because like I had it, I hadn't put an event together by myself here uh, in a while, and that was the first one, and it it did really well. Uh, so like I was excited about it. Uh, the reason I wanted it there is because Timbuktu was the first place that I ever performed here live. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was like oh, kind of like a homecoming type thing, yeah. like finally getting a, a project, a full project together. And, uh, it's kind of sentimental, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. It was, I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was a feeling that's hard to duplicate. Yeah, no, I, I totally believe it. Um, yeah, man. Um, so, how long have you been performing? Um, full performances like probably for two to three years. Yeah, so I started out in like choirs and, and bands and stuff, so right. we've been doing that forever. Um, the music student starter kit. Right, right. Yeah. So I was I a band kid actually in uh, middle school. Band? What'd you play? I was clarinet and I was uh, saxophone in jazz band. Okay. But I hated that shit so yeah. much. When I quit, my parents were so mad at me. I was so geeked to be like actually in band. Cause like my family is like surrounded by music, so like yeah. in like sixth grade when they finally give you the chance to actually be in band, you're like, yeah. oh, I want to do something cool. Like my older brother did saxophone, and uh, I had some other family members that had did like various instruments. They stuck my punk ass with a trumpet. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I don't know. The duck lip shit was not, yeah. not for me. Not for me at all. I will say that like, like. The, the trumpet section in, like, my middle school band was, like, all the tryhards. But but then, like, the ones that got good at it and stuck with it, like, you know, those were, like, cool kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to go to this thing called Solo and Ensemble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah, like a Yeah, I used to do that, too. And uh, we went to, like, Six Flags, mm -hmm. and there was this guy named David Easton. And he blew the solo at Six, mm. <laughs> at Six Flags during our performance. He blows the solo, so then it became like this long running joke uh, between us trumpet players, and it's like the Easton solo. <laughs> it was wild. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny as hell. I um, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool at first to be playing an instrument. Um, like my parents were band geeks. That's how they met, and then like. So they wanted me and my sister to, to like, you know, go through the same thing, play music. But, I don't know, after a while, like, I was more interested in, you know, I was more interested in doing shit with my friends after school. Right, like, right. 
playing video games. I just, I don't know. It it just I guess didn't stick with me. But you know, it's cool that it's cool when it can like you know it means something a lot. It becomes something a lot more for comes full circle. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's one of those things where it's like um, something I I definitely undervalued a lot because like I was like the same way. Like I didn't want to be sitting in practice rooms all day. Like I didn't want to be. Uh, like they they tell me to go practice it. I'm like, you want me to go sit in my room and yeah. play a trumpet? Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I know. Yeah, so like <laughs> it's definitely something that I undervalue because like now I'm like forcing myself to learn different instruments. So like I wish that I had taken up like piano and guitar at younger ages. Yeah. And I, now I'm now I'm 24 years old, forcing myself to learn how to play them. Yeah. Did you have to take like? Did you have to like do practice logs? Yeah. 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 We had the like the. Uh, what was, I don't remember the name of the book. It was like that big book, and it had like uh, sheet music, and you're supposed to like log like the different things you did. And then we had, aside from having the practice log, you'd have to go through like individual practice sessions with like the band teacher. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I was right. like, this has you, got to be the lamest shit. Ever. Yeah, the only decent part about that though is you get pulled out of class. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. But. Yeah, like, I remember, like, I was in symphonic band, and, um, yeah, like, I'd have, like, the half-hour lesson on, like, a Tuesday, yeah. so I get to miss, like, my boring-ass English class, but, but, yeah, the worst was, like, I'd have to, like, log, like, practicing every single day, and, like, my mom was, like, literally on my ass about it and shit. I forget them a lot. Like, I forget to go to them. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how I forgot to leave class. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would legit forget to leave class, and then I'd get in trouble for not leaving class to go practice. Man, that's some irony. <laughs> Man, I mean, I most kids would kill to be in trouble for not for not leaving class. Right. But um, I got in trouble for the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. It's <laughs> What's like a def definitive moment you got in trouble growing up? That was like something stupid or something that I actually did wrong. Uh, there, there's there's both. There's um, both in there. I'd say uh, something stupid. Something stupid was when we had a substitute teacher. Everybody acts up for the substitute oh, teacher. Oh, of so course. It's like it's already a given. Yeah, uh, right. Be <laughs> foolish not to. Right, right. <laughs> so by this point in the semester, I had I was already on like my last thread. So this substitute teacher comes, and I'm I'm doing my best to just stay out of trouble. <laughs> so this kid was actually behind me walling out. The the substitute teacher goes over to him, grabs his name, or, or tries to grab his name to like obviously like take notes, like yeah. was messing around during class, yeah. and he gives her a fake name. Right. So like instantly, everybody busts out laughing. I'm right behind her, so she comes to me and is like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "I'm not even doing it. Like I just thought it was funny." So I give her my name or whatever. Completely, completely cooperative. And I come back to class like two days later. Come to find out, she had given me like a Saturday morning detention. Oh fuck. So then I go to the like the actual teacher of the class, and I'm like, "Hey, like what did she say I actually did?" Cause like all I did was laugh, and the teacher felt threatened by me asking why I had a detention, so she gave yeah. me an in-school suspension. Oh hell no! <laughs> Some sensitive it ass was, substitute. <laughs> it was the the dumbest series of events ever. Yeah, some 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 teachers just get so like on edge for like 
any little thing that you could do or say is like a microaggression that's like testing their authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was one of those, I feel like she was one, of, it was a situation where she probably wasn't getting her weight like at home so she was taking paddles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, <laughs> that was her big like, Dude, fuck you. Don't you think about that like in retrospect when you're thinking about this time or that time when like a teacher acted out or was just a teacher was just being completely like irrational you, sure. you think about you didn't think about it at the time but now you think about it like damn i wonder what kind of fucked up like adult shit yeah like my teacher was like dealing with at that time definitely and i was like you know it's like when you're in uh when you're in second grade and um you're just you're acting up and you know just uh being a shitty little kid and then your your teacher is just fr absolutely freaking out because she can't control the class and she's having a nervous breakdown so she punishes the whole class it's like <laughs> you don't think about what if she was like you know dealing with all kinds of like you know broken shit like in her personal <laughs> life that's in, 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 in second grade at that point i don't care that's what i it's, exactly like at seven years old i could care less what you right and then like i mean it, like you you're not supposed to care. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think I actually like took that into consideration until like I got older and knew teachers. Sure. So like now I have friends who are teachers and I see them going through their personal lives yeah. and then still going to teach. So I'm like, you gotta be at school messing with these kids. Yeah. Like, no Your patience has gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be like really uh, like hardened. But um, so how did uh so playing you know your uh, band choir instruments um how did that uh, kind of transpire into you becoming a recording artist um it kind of transpired based off of pure like hobby um mm -hmm. it was something that like i had always written i think that's what it was i don't i would always write things down but didn't really know how to put them into songs or like didn't know how to make them work with like actual music so um, when I went to college in Iowa, I was like surrounded by people who were also interested in it and they were just kind of, I guess they were the, the fire starters in a mm -hmm. sense, like the, the spark to the fire that I needed basically watching them do certain things, um, made me want to push myself harder. So I literally went from, um, just like re recording, sitting in rooms, like we would just like freestyle over beats uh, to, to just actually sitting in studios and it's an ideal college friday night yeah yeah for sure yeah. just throwing on youtube beats right. and you like sit there and, and just you i mean we write and 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 just kind of figure out how we wanted certain things to flow but it's nothing compared to like what we do now so mm. yeah right yeah and then that um became you know the various singles you have uh streaming and then you also got back for great um, <laughs> was listening to your tape on the way here, and, um, yeah, so I had Genesis on a track. Oh, for sure. Man, shout out Genesis Frenchy. shout out to him. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the homies. He, he's, he's one of those people that, like, um, you know, the, the people that have big names and, um, but are still real people. Still oh, yeah. still down to earth. And, and, and yeah. a lot of people don't know that about him, I don't think. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll bring his name up in certain settings and people kind of are, like, stunned that I've had conversations with him. Oh, man, yeah. And it's it's yeah. weird because it's like, he's he's one of the first people that I reached out to 
when I wanted to like start taking things seriously, we went to um, his studio over there. Uh, what was it, twenty thirty five? And uh, I, I don't know. From that point, like I've always admired the fact that he he's able to respond when I have questions about uh, you know marketing and whether it be uh, studio questions, marketing questions. Like he he always gets back to me. So shout out to him for yeah he yeah. He uh he was on the show a couple weeks ago. I saw actually. that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I I could not get the name of his uh, album right. I kept fucking it up, and like I had to like for the episode I had to like cut it out like all the times I was like wrongly. Since yeah, I kept oh. saying like sto- <laughs> I kept saying like stories I never told, but it was stories I've never sh- I never shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kept fucking it up, um, but I, for some reason that was a mouthful, but. Having him on the show was was awesome because, like you said, he's um yeah he's very humble. He's very super fun to talk to. He um he's very like down to earth and like he he's got a lot of humanity. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he's also a very incredibly hardworking and very diligent artist. Yeah, and he talks with his hands a lot. It feels <laughs> it's 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 inspiring almost to like meet somebody that is. Like, that talented, you know what I'm saying? Like, that talented, that, like, mindful of his craft, but still a genuine fucking person. Oh, yeah. And, like, he he knows where he's at. He knows the the kind of position that he's in, but he is still a person at the end of the day, and he he will express that. Like, he said on his show, like, he'll, he'll tell you he's not shit. Like, yeah, that's he'll say, he... like, I ain't did shit. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's kind of a self-check for him yeah. a lot. But he knows where he's at. And, totally. And and what we respect him for that. Yeah. And, you know, you, that's something that <laughs> I think every artist should do. For sure. Is, you know, in whatever way they, you know, really uh, feel connects with them, you know, it's good to kind of, like, like, downplay yourself a little bit when, like, you know, when it's like you're clear, like, you, you're doing something right and you're, you're succeeding and people are listening to what you have to say. But, you know, it, it is very humbling to be able to say, like, you know, yeah, like, I'm not shit. Like, I'm not that special. I, I, I challenge myself to do that all the time when um, a lot of times people will always be like, holy shit, like, Ben, you know so many people. How do you know so many people? Like, you're so popular. <laughs> and, like, I mean, <clears throat> I don't, for a while, I just you know, don't know what to say to that, but after, but, like, lately, like, I really just say, like, I just love, love, I love meeting people, I love making friends, I love, you know, having conversations, and bring people together, you know, it's just all about the love, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that that's the most important part. I think one thing we've gotten away from, and, and, and social media is probably a big, play, has played a big role in that. Yeah. Is that kind of aspect of going up and introducing yourself to people. Yeah, um, it's it, it's become like, um, yeah, people fear that. People, yeah, yeah, people are sure. are like resistant to to going about business that way. Yeah, I think and and I already I I would go as so far to say as like sometimes people feel like they don't need to. Yeah. Um, but because of the, the clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole like that the 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 clout chasers. I, I always say we live in a generation full of hype beasts. 
Oh yeah, and uh, 100%. <laughs> so like whoever whoever thinks they're the coolest in the room, like they they're not gonna speak. No, like, they're, they're gonna, gonna speak. They're gonna sit like with their foot on the wall, yeah. like on their phone the whole time. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna let you do it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm gonna let you do it, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say shit. And and in the moment you say, well, you never reached out, or, or you never did. Well, you didn't either. Yeah, like, like, right. <laughs> I didn't know you were interested in doing blah blah blah, but you know now that we're here, like let's make it happen. Let's not talk about what what could have happened. Let's right. talk about what we can do from here. Yeah, I, I think that part of it is going along with that. It's like a lot of relationships, like yeah, like they're not as voluntary as like you know they could be in in the sense where it's like kind of where you said like. People don't feel like they need to, like, you know, introduce themselves and, like, um, develop relationships with right. people. Like, they feel like it's it's all a matter of, um, you know, the followers they have, you know, the likes they're attaining, the, you know, the, um, the who is retweeting, like, right, their right. latest, their latest shit. Like, it's like, we, we place so much emphasis on you know the the virtual images and for, for for that reason like people just yeah they've kind of depreciated the value of like you know going up to someone being like hey i'm so and so this is what i do what do you do like let's right, right. you know like, I'd how, can, to... how can i help you right yeah, yeah. yeah. and i mean it's funny because like that's how we it's funny because like you and i like got connected like through through um like messaging on social media right, and right. <laughs> so like it's not like we can totally yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's not like you and I can like totally like but, talk I mean, but well the biggest the, th- the biggest thing about that is that I, I feel like a lot of people we we do place a lot of like onus on um having a lot of those likes and, and views and stuff but when you're walking around I can't see your views no when you're walking around I can't see your likes Nope. So like you have unless you're wearing them, like <laughs> unless people start wearing tags, people start wearing tags uh, saying how many followers they got. The crazy part is yeah. that there are a few people that I can see. I, that. I believe you know, it. I don't say any names. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna name out people. Not gonna but, say any names. But, but I can see some people doing that. No, no. I, yeah, like I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see your uh, following. You know, just by looking at you. But then, but it's almost like people look to that to base their their. Uh, opinions or their um or their willingness to like get to know somebody based on that and that's where it's kind of getting like out of hand with how much people are you know placing meaning on on cloud yeah i mean it gets it gets creepy a little bit because we live like we live like in this generation of people who claim to be independent thinkers and claim to have their own opinions and blah 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 but they still need a hundred other people to say i like this person before they're willing to say i like this person yeah so yeah. it's like it's weird but it's almost like just a, a natural human like psychology thing mm-hmm. uh to a point where it's 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 breaking that mold of getting someone to say i like that person first you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's all and it's always been that way too like whether you're going on um you're going on Rotten Tomatoes to see how good yeah. the latest movies is, you know? Yeah. Or you're going on YouTube 
and you're uh, looking at what the needle drop just said on the latest album. Right, right. Like, yeah, we always look to uh, the, like, the masses for, you know, what we should, you know, like, place our opinions, you right. know? It's, and I'm so weird that I, I like being different. I like, yeah, I, mean, I, like yeah. when, I like when people don't like songs that I like or don't like uh, shows that I like because then it won't get played out to me. Yeah. Because if you, if you, if you, if you think about it, it's like a, like one of my, one of my favorite artists right now is St. John. Sure. And he's, he's known, obviously. Um, he has a pretty decent following, but like my close friends don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. And he's one of my favorite artists currently. So it's like, I, I sit there and bump St. John all day. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can listen to whatever I want to listen to. And I don't have to worry about it popping up elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to worry yeah. about it getting like repetitive. and You know what I mean? Right. So I, I, I like that a little bit. Yeah, where it's like you almost like, it's almost like you have some kind of ownership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um but it's weird because a lot of commercialized, like, music, for example, like, really, a lot of, like, you know, the pop music that is just getting millions of streams and views on YouTube, like, like really, it doesn't even get received that well by, uh, by, like, critics or by audiences that much, but it's, like, the, the, and, and that's this weird, um, this weird paradox where it's like a lot of this music or uh, media, what have you, is not even like getting well received like on a large scale, but it's making so much money anyway. Right. Like there's so many people consuming it still, and and like that's um like that's kind of a weird thing about commercialism these days yeah, yeah. you know I, I, I think that's what um, a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of a lot of an artist's um, revenue off of a song yeah. is not going to come from you playing it yeah. <laughs> it's going to come from movie placements commercial placements um, obviously down the line or, or, or if, it, it, if it does become that big of a song it's going to come from samples um, so like a lot of people don't realize that, and I think that they've, the the commercial or, or industry artists, have kind of cornered that market of like I know that BB Rexa can put out a song and she might not top a chart as far as the best song that mm-hmm. week, but I can put it in this Target commercial, mm-hmm. and people are gonna like it and they're gonna be able to relate to it, yeah. and I think that um, that's one thing that a lot of people miss when it comes down to it. Yeah, I think another good example is Post Malone. Yeah. His music does not get rave reviews, like, by music publications or by critics, like, by any means at all. But he's one of the, you know, he's a huge name in the recording industry right Definitely now. and a huge, huge I think, last year. Right, and I think... I mean, part of it is probably like the way he looks. Yeah. Like he he's just really he's goofy. Different. Yeah, like he's just so he's just so incredibly goofy looking. And and for some reason, like so many women I know are like you know are like have huge crushes on him. You know, it it, it it's about the brand. Yeah. You know, the yeah. the brand is a, is is a is a pretty good. Uh, and I can't say that he's one artist that has definitely branded himself well. Yeah. Um, and it's. 
it's not even that he branded himself well as a as as an artist, but just as a as a persona. Yeah. This whole persona of 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 we watched him go through like certain things. We watched right. him go through um, changing genres essentially. Yeah. Even though I never really saw him as a rapper, yeah. he was definitely a part of the hip hop community. Right. Um, <clears throat> but we saw him kind of change genres, and we saw him go through heartbreak, and then we saw so we saw him going through these different things, and he used those specific moments to boost his brand. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, I agree. Um, so kind of, uh, I want to apply some of these things to um, you know your own artistry. Um, so with Back for Great as well as um, your uh, you know recent single um so like f- thematically and like subject material like you know what um what would you say like is behind a lot of you know the, those songs like is it were they all kind of songs that you know you had been working on for like at different times and you kind of like culminated all of them into one project or was it did it kind of base around some kind of concrete idea about something that, like, you know, was on your mind at the time or what? Yeah, so, Back for Great, <clears throat> the, the, the project itself was kind of just a symbol for, for what I had to do to get to that point. I had been working on a project at the end of 2017. Um, at the beginning of 2018, like, my computer crashed. Mm-hmm. So I lost a bunch of stuff. Me still being a pretty new artist, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't smart enough to back it up. Yeah. So I lost a lot of it, and and what I did find, I, I did my best to recover and, and re-record and like different things like that. Um, but back for great was kind of about that me turning that stone and, and and being able to say like this is something that I do definitively want to do, you know, for my life and with my life. And um, so songs on there um, like now we here, um, that was kind of um, me talking about a. A relationship situation that I had going on, me getting caught up of him being a guy, being a fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> Been um, there. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that song was kind of about that. Um, Shark Week, you said you like Shark Week. Yes. Shark Week was yeah. a, a fun song to do, but it was really <laughs> just about um, <clears throat> avoiding toxic situations. Um, uh, a lot of the different things that you might go through, you don't see that they they are toxic until you know, they're right up on you yeah. or, or, or until you end up getting past them and looking back. Yeah. So that song is kind of about that and um, there's various other songs on there that were... Up the Feet. Yeah, Up the Feet. Talk about Up the Feet. That was up a good the song. Feet, um, was one of the first songs that I actually recorded for that project. Um, up the Feet was a, a job situation that I was going through. Mm. Um, so it was, it was upon me leaving an old job and, and, finding something that I felt like I was more valued. Yeah. Um, so it's about, and my, my friend says this all the time, so I got a shout out Elton. He always <laughs> says, um, know your value and add tax. Oh, Know shit. your value and add tax. So that's what that I song like is that. about. Um, that, that, that whole concept of just knowing who you are, knowing what you're worth, and, you know, charging it and, and, and being, and standing yeah. on it, doubling down on it. Yeah. Dude, that's, that, that's so true. I, I, I'm a huge, I'm an avid supporter of the notion that you should always be working for somewhere that values a, values you as a person and doesn't see you, like, as expendable. Right, right. Because, man, like, I, uh, like, 
little over a month ago, like I like got I got let go from my job, <coughs> and um, like it sucked because I didn't really get an explanation from it, and uh, I just felt super expendable and easily replaceable after the fact because you know it just felt like you know I. I felt like I was, you know, a pretty good employee, and, like, right. I felt like I was uh, doing everything I had to do, and I liked working there, but then, you know, bosses that just don't value you, like, you know, yeah, they, they don't, like, they, they really, they, like, this is cliche, but, like, they really don't deserve you anyway, because right, it's, right. like, you, you know your greatness, you know what you have to offer in a workplace, and it's, like, now that, like, that's, I've been subtracted from that workplace, like, it's not going to have that anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like... And they won't see that until you're gone. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, man. Like, also just, you know, fuck bosses. <laughs> Don't see, I see us as objects, man. For sure, for sure. And that's why I think I'm, I'm not meant to work for other people. And yeah. that's kind of, like, leads into, like, my next project is... Is... is my next project is going to be called I'm Convinced. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it is kind of, like, symbolism as well to the point where it's, like, I'm convinced that I'm supposed to lead people. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be the one to, to show people the right path. And I'm convinced that I'm supposed to do these things, so I will do them. Um, and Medusa was kind of, like, the first step into that. Mm -hmm. Kind of explaining, like, uh, the different things that you go through when you're after success. Um, you might have relationships that you might have to cut off. You might yeah. have um, situations that you'll have to do two, three, four different times yeah. to, in order to get the right result. But right. it's as long as you keep going, you're not failing. And, and that's what I want my next project to be about. Absolutely. Nice. Good shit. Um, success becomes like something that you... It becomes... Depe it's dependent on what you... What you're achieving, you know, as time goes on. Right. And like... And, you know, it's almost like you're continuing, like, um, you know, you're, you're just kind of, like, keeping it in motion, kind of. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> that's, that's a good point, because I think that a lot of people base their success off of what others might see. Yeah. As it, and, and, and for sure, I definitely did, which is the reason I'm in graduate school right now. It's because my, <laughs> yeah. my family sees uh, higher education as success. Yeah. And while while it is while it is very valuable, very noble to do, um, it wasn't really what I wanted to do at first. Yeah. Um, and not until uh, recently have I kind of gotten to a point where like, all right, this is for me, you know, um, that I start to value it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it was basically because I felt like I was doing it for somebody else. Yeah. I was being successful for my family rather than being successful for myself. Um, and it showed. It yeah. showed in grades, like classes were not going as well as they should have yeah. or could have. Um, but once I start to take ownership of the fact that this is for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it becomes a different thing. And and while school was always good in education, you never want to stop learning. Mm -hmm. um, school, actual school, yeah. was something that I don't know if I would have done if I if, if you know what I mean if like if we go back I don't know if I still go to college or if I still yeah. do that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I. I think 
that specifically, like, you know, school especially is, like, I feel like, you know, our parents' generation, like, like, um, school is, like, so, like, synonymous with success for, like, you know, our parents. Right. But I feel like our generation especially is finding, like, so many alternative ways to, like, pave our ways, pave our ways there, where, like, you know, I mean, like, like, I have a college degree too and like I'm, I'm very like grateful that I went to school um wouldn't take it back for anything but um but there's plenty of like I know like a lot of my friends and plenty of people I know you know yeah. they did it for a little bit but it just didn't resonate with them right. and they're they're uh they're paving their own paths in their own creative ways you know they're they're working their uh they're working day jobs in the meantime but you know, they're just, they're, they're not doing it for anyone but themselves, right, you know, right. it's where it's like, they, you know, they were in school at first because, you know, it was taught to them that, like, it was the right thing to do and that, like, this is what you should do, but it isn't always, it doesn't, but kind of like what you said, it's like, you know, am I doing this for myself or am I doing it because it's what's expected of right, me? Right, right. And that's what, and that's what I kind of learned that I was doing was more so just because it was expected rather than it being something that I wanted to do. Now, I right. will. Malachi, what keeps you up at night? Things that go bump in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what puts you to sleep? Uh, good drinks. Good drinks. Bad women. Bad woman. Yeah, um, uh, fond of those, both of those things <laughs> myself, too. Thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, dude, of course. Uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you again soon.